the Bible. It's the Word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. This sacred book is living and active and contains all that's needed for life and godliness. Stay with American Family Radio for the next hour as we study God's Word and take your Bible questions. Welcome to Exploring the Word. Genesis and John both begin with in the beginning. And uh, God kind of specializes in new beginnings. He really does. And on uh, this day before the new year comes, we're looking at at what God has for us in 2022. Uh, that's that's even hard to imagine. Uh, this is Bert Harper and Alex McFarland. We're hoping you're having a good day today. And uh, we're wrapping up the year here, and we're excited about the new year. But, Alex, do you remember when the world was going to come apart in the year 2000, and now it's 21 <laughs> years later? <laughs> wow. You know, I hadn't thought of that in forever. But, uh, yes, I remember Y2K and the yeah. cataclysms that were predicted. And you never know. But yet, with God, we do know. We may not know what tomorrow may bring, but we know who holds tomorrow. And uh, so today on Exploring the Word, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to take a, a a wide span of the Bible in reality because we're looking at how God uses times and events to it's it's not like starting all over, but it is begin uh, giving us a new start and a new beginning. And so, Alex, that new start started in my life as a 12-year-old boy when Christ came into my life and changed everything. But there has been some events since then uh, in my own personal life of, of marriage for me, the, a child's birth, a grandchild being. God, God kind of lets these things come into our life for evaluation and also for, for looking forward with courage, doesn't he? Well, you know, Bert, let me just say this. For the Christian, no matter who you are, no matter your life journey, see, we have, we have context. And it's interesting. Psychologists say that one of the keys to um, emotional stability and just kind of being at peace inside is, is having a sense of place or context. And listen, being a Christian uh, doesn't mean you're never going to suffer, doesn't mean you're never going to have some problems or challenges. And, you know, even some of the most godly of people have gone through some deep valleys. But we have this context. We understand that we're in the palm of of God's hand, that we belong to the Lord. And listen, whatever this day throws at me, my Jesus is big enough to help me through it and and carry me uh, in the midst of it. So, Bert, you know, the, the journeys of life, the highlights and the lowlights, I mean, we've got a sense of place and context because we're secure in Christ. Am I right? And that security brings hope. That security brings, I I would say, courage, because you remember uh, one of the things we're talking about is when Joshua comes into the new land and God said, be be a strong and good courage. And so we can face that future that we have, 2022, uh, although it's been a difficult last two years with all the things that's taken place, we oh, yes. know that we're not denying that. We don't. We don't skirt that. We say yes, but He helps us go through it. Most of the time, we don't go around it, over it, or under it. Most of the time, He takes us through it. And so, but let's look at these new beginnings. And in the first place, when you talk about beginning, I think you have to start with creation. In the beginning, God. Now. 
Alex, if there wasn't anything after that phrase, uh, that would be strong in the beginning God. That's a strong phrase anyway, isn't it? Well, it, it really is. And, you know, the, the Bible opens presupposing the existence of God. It's been observed that, you know, the Bible doesn't really make any um, proof of, of God's existence. I mean, it, it does assume the reality of God. And things like Psalm 19 talk about creation and Scripture, you know, being of God. But it's interesting, the Bible doesn't beg you to believe in God. In fact, it says you're a fool if you don't believe in God. I mean, it does say that. I'm not trying to be flippant or arrogant or anything like that. But it says, you know, the fool has said in his heart, there is no, no such thing as God. And uh, Bert, um, that, that's the basic, most fundamental precept of all reality, God. And that, that's why I think our world is so chaotic right now, because so many people are starting their day with the presupposition that there isn't a God, whereas the wisest thing you can ever do is to do everything in life mindful that there is. Amen. God is, and we can know him. Now, that blows our mind. We can know this. But in the, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And again, you can go through those chapters and look to see what God did and God spoke. The Spirit hovered over the surface of the earth, and, and, and you see God active. Now, that's what I want to share with you is we begin this journey. Again, it's kind of a bird's eye view, and, and I doubt if we go over every one. When we get through, you say, oh, what about the beginning here? I understand that, that we might not get them all, but we've just put some highlights. But we see God active in each one of these to bring about good, to bring about his will, to bring about that which man desperately needs. So in creation— I love it how how it demonstrates it. Alex, before he made the birds, he made the sky for them to fly in. Before he made the fish, he made the water for them to swim in. Uh, God is a God of order in creation, isn't he? Well, he really is. He really is. And, you know, God is a God of order in salvation, in morality. Uh, You know, it's worth repeating, and, and we always do pray for revival. We pray for, I pray for, God to call this nation back to himself. But I want to say this, friend, not one line of Scripture has been erased or revised. Just like the the physical world operates within a certain set of parameters, you know, birds are still birds, dogs are still dogs, and so forth. The, The spiritual and the moral world, the world of righteousness and truth, it doesn't change. Let me say males are still males. Females are still females. Marriage is still between a man and a woman. Murder is still wrong. Lying is still wrong. And even in this 21st century, 2021, now uh, transitioning into 2022, I want to tell you, God has not declassified any sins. And so uh, part of our challenge, and it is our commitment on a personal level, Uh, ourselves to God. It's our challenge to you. In a world of darkness, stand for the light of Jesus. In a world of opinions, build your life on the reality of God's Word. Bert, I got to tell you, um, 
I watch the news. <laughs> I follow current events pretty carefully. I listen to what goes on in university classrooms, what many elected officials do or don't do. And I just, I beg and I say, oh God, please raise us up a nation of people that care about truth. Amen. Amen. I thought of this as you was talking about how, uh, you know, animals, uh, cows produce cows. And we talk about, well, I self-identify. Satan tried to identify self, him as God, and look where it got him. It got him kicked out of heaven. Cast uh, to the lowest exactly. depths. Exactly. So you, you, if you're going to identify, identify with God how he's made you and where he's placed you. That's great advice. You're a sinner that needs to be saved, and it only comes through Jesus Christ, through a relationship with him. I pray that if you're listening today and you're confused about your gender, you're confused about what marriage is, you're confused about whatever it is, look unto Jesus. He's the author and he's the finisher of faith, and you can depend on what he says about you, what he says about mankind, what he says about the world. And that is true in creation, the new, that beginning. But then mm-hmm. there was sin over the face of the earth. It says generation after generation after generation till you come to a man called Noah. And the Bible says he found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Mm. But he saw that every intent of man, every thought of man was evil. So he said, you know what? I'm going to destroy and I'm going to start again. And so Noah built the ark. It took him quite a while. While he was preaching, he was a bivocational preacher. He'd build while and preach a while, left his three sons to help mm-hmm. build, but he would preach. But then the judgment came through the water. It destroyed the life there, all except that which was in the ark. And then they come out and they have a new creation again. And again, guess what God told Noah and his family to do? Populate, multiply, you know, people on the earth. And it was a new beginning. Uh, judgment, and then a newness. Alex, judgment, and then awareness of something that is new. Um, that's This is not only the only time that will happen, will it? No, no. He, you know, he makes all things new. And uh, the Bible talks about in the Old Testament uh, doing a new thing. The desert would bloom. And there's a lot that not only, I think, is a reference to when he returns, but just even the the modern day wonderful growth of the the nation of Israel, but we serve a God. Uh, Lamentations talks about His mercies are new every morning. And Bert, when you uh, when we get to the new year, one year closes out, um, a new year begins. Do you, do you ever kind of uh, become introspective and uh, oh, yeah. reflect? Yeah, you you look over the highlights of the past year. Yes, I do. Yeah, I'm kind of weird. Now, there's a lot of people that are going to groan. <laughs> I enjoy doing my taxes, believe it or not. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I travel, and Angie and I, for years and years and years, and you, you all know I am not good at math. Math is not my strong suit, but we, we're very blessed. We've had the same accountant for 26 years, Tim Nethery, a dear Christian brother and a deacon in a Baptist church. Tim has been our CPA since the mid-90s, right? Okay. And I get all the things together. Okay, here's my plane tickets, and I can deduct that expense, and, you know, here's uh, my receipts and things like that. We buy lots of books that we give away. Well, the reason I enjoy, and believe it or not, I know I'm weird, many a day on January the 1st, 
Angie and I, we, we kind of have a ritual. We get up on New Year's morning and we pray and we have devotions as we always do when I'm in town. But we, we write down things that we'd like to see God do. What are, the, what are the prayers we would love to see answered in the new year? What are prayers we know God did answer in the past year? Our New Year's Day morning ritual is several hours. And a lot of times by evening on New Year's Day, I'll start working on my taxes. Now, I know that sounds like, you know, a glutton for punishment. But here's my thing. I look back and I see where God has brought us. You know, um, you, you see what God has done. The reason I'm saying this is no matter where you are in the journey, you can get on board with Jesus like right now. You know, you don't have to wait. Well, you know what? I maybe maybe next year is the year I'm going to get my family in church. No, now turn to Christ right now. Uh, do you remember that great name, J. Vernon McGee? Oh, you bet. And he would say he invited his listeners get on the Bible bus. Yeah. Well, you can get on the Jesus bus right now today, and the one who is the God of time, entrust your day to Him. Entrust your future to him. And uh, that, that's something we try to do. The new year reminds us of it, but every day is an opportunity for it. What we're doing, we're going over the scriptures and looking at times when God kind of began again. Now, not a new creation completely. That's going to come later. But there's times of evaluation, as Alex was talking about, even with taxes, evaluating and then looking forward as well. We're going to continue that. Abraham's coming up. Joshua's coming up. You don't want to miss this. I think you'll be blessed by it as we see God working in our lives. Yeah, that's what we want to do today in this uh, last day of 2021. Let me tell you about my Jesus. He's changed our lives completely. And uh, there's a scripture in the New Testament. <clears throat> Those men who have turned the world upside down, they've come here where we are. Now, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> but I hope God has turned your world right side up. And it does turn the world upside down as we know it. But we're going through the opportunities that we have <clears throat> that a new year is coming up. It presents us an evaluation of what we've done in the past, but also looking forward to the future. And uh, we're, we're just talking about goals that God would have. But the Bible's filled with opportunities of starting anew or starting afresh. And one of those is Abraham, Alex, in chapter 11 and chapter 12. Uh, God looks at Abraham and he calls him out from all the men of the earth. And he says, I'm going to make you special. I'm going to make a special nation from you. I'm going to give you a land. I'm going to give you a promise. And through that promise, all the world will be blessed. Mm. I, Abraham, when he received that, uh, I really hope one day when I get to heaven, I'll get to sit down by Abraham and ask him, I said, let me ask you this. What was going through your mind when God told you these promises that was going to happen to you? And uh, But it was new. So we have new promises. Once we come into Christ, we have new promises. It's called the new birth. 
But we have new mercies every morning, don't we, Alex? We, we really do. And, Bert, I, I believe there's a call on the life of every Christian. Now, you know, we, we, you and I have talked often about, like, Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Some people are called into what we, we, we say is vocational ministry. But all Christians are to minister. And just like Abraham, you know, Abraham was called, and he didn't know where he was going. And he left where he was, Ur of the Chaldees. And I love that poetic language. He looked for a city whose builder and maker is God, a city which has true foundations. But, you know, God said, through you, all the families of the earth would be blessed. Listen, Christian friend, maybe through you, every, every home on your street is going to hear about Jesus. You, you might not be called to go to the ends of the earth, but you're called to go to the people around you. Um, we've often talked about the concentric circles outwards of Acts 1-8, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. And I, I'm not trying to spiritualize here, Bert, but we all have our, quote, Jerusalem, don't we? And it might be our family, might be our neighborhood, might be, you know, uh, whomever. But, Bert, isn't it fair to say that uh, there, is, there are calls, there's a call and multiple calls on the life of every Christian? You are exactly right. And some of them are generational. This call on Abraham was generational. Uh, and it was geographical. All the nations of the earth will be blessed. Generation, those that are following you. And, and so God's calling on your life in 2022. I don't know exactly what it'll be. <clears throat> if it's calling you into a marriage, a godly marriage, and and, and the husband and wife as they uh, come together and, and God blesses them, he could bless you with children— it's a generational blessing. And as you look back and see, uh, we're talking about evaluation, Alex, what God has given you in the family of origin. Some of your families of origin are so strong. You've been blessed because you had a godly mother. You had a godly father. And it propelled you to go deep. Or it may have been difficult and hard. And you didn't have the father or mother that you needed. But Jesus is that. He says about God, he's a father to the fatherless. And he is the one. So this calling that that God has for you is launching you out. For Abraham, he had to leave his father. He had to leave his kindred. He had to leave that in order to look at what God had for them. Uh, for him. I would say to those of you that are listening, as you look at 2022, you're going to leave 2021 no matter what. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's going to be left behind. But what 2022 holds for you, uh, you know, the Lord knows, and we're in his hands, and we can trust him. But Alex, I'd say we walk by faith, trusting him no matter what he brings us through and takes us to. Uh, amen. Well said. Well said. If you're just tuning in, this is a pre-recorded edition of Exploring the Word. We can't take calls uh, today, but I, I do want to remind everybody that AFR.net, AmericanFamilyRadio.net, we have archive shows. There's not only this broadcast, but so many others. You can share a link with people. You can re-listen. So let me encourage you, and forgive me if I'm being a bit self-serving, but make AFR a part of your new year and tell some people about the, the radio. And, uh, Bert, I guess I, I'm, I don't mind being kind of bold about urging people to listen and promote and share with others because it, it is great content, you know, so many shows. But 
Um, what we do on Exploring the Word, we often open up the phones and take calls, which today we're not going to do because this is, as we said, pre-recorded. But, Bert, I think one of the great things about being a Christian, and when we go through, like, Genesis, we're talking about the call of Abraham and what God did. Uh, two things. There is a personal stake in the gospel for every one of us. You're a born-again believer. You are a participant in God's plan to redeem the world. The other thing is, though, um, isn't it funny, while all the power is in the hand of the Lord and salvation is of God, yet he's willing to work through us. Hmm. I mean, isn't that amazing? And the Bible talks about this treasure in earthen vessels. We're just, you know, clay, but yet we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. We're just finite, frail human beings, and yet the Almighty indwells us and is willing to use us. The greatest, most urgent endeavor in the world, the saving of lost people, and yet God would enlist we feeble folk in that most important of endeavors. Isn't that something? To it think is about? amazing that he would choose to use man uh, with all of his frailties, with our frailties, and they are real. But God can use you as we look forward to 2022, again, new beginnings. We've talked about creation. We've talked about post-flood, after the flood. We talked about what God did in Abraham's calling, a whole new, leaving his land to take him to a land that he did know, didn't know what it was or where it would be. But that brings us the one that I wanted to go to next is Joshua. When Moses had died, let me read this. This is in Joshua chapter 1, and I, I just love the way that this is written. Listen what God said to Joshua. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, we're talking about bigger than life guy. We're talking about the guy that stood before Pharaoh. We're talking about the guy that held up the rod of God and the waters parted. We're, we're talking about Moses. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am given to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have, and here it is, I have already given it to you. That's what it really means. Present tense. Exactly. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites of the great sea toward going down of the sun shall be your territory. Now listen to these last three verses. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. How beautiful. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers and give them. And he repeats it. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all that the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. You may prosper wherever you go. Now, Mm. I don't want to over-sympathize this, but I do want to say for 2022, we need to be strong and courageous, Alex. But we well, need to know that God, if you know Jesus Christ as Savior, God is with you. Good news, isn't it? Well, it is. And, you know, that's one of the beautiful things about the Bible. I mean, the Bible has literal meaning. It is literal truth. But there are many, many applications, right? So you're reading this Joshua, uh, you know, arise and go over this Jordan, you know? And I, I'm sure you've heard preachers preach that 
you have your Jordan that you've got to go over. And, and I don't know what that is. Uh, you know what that is, I'm sure. Or you can ask God, Lord, what, what do you want to do in my life? Bert, I was reading a commentary, said that the Jordan River ordinarily is maybe 100 feet wide. And that's not all that wide. And generally kind of shallow, you can find shallow places. So going over the Jordan might not sound like a big deal. But in springtime, it gets a mile wide because, you know, it's kind of the, a floodplain. And I mean, now crossing a hundred foot river is not maybe all that um, daunting, but something a mile wide with rapids, you know, that that's a dangerous proposition. But he says this, he says, every place the sole of your foot will tread, I've given you, not, not might give or even will get it, I have given you. Bert, we are present tense victors in Jesus, aren't we? Amen, Alex. That's the reason I wanted to read that. Joshua, uh, you know, it's hard to follow someone that has great success. Um, Pastoring, I've already, you know, I've observed this, following someone that had great success, and then you come up to follow them, uh, the possibility of being compared, the possibility of a failure compared to what they did is real. But God told Joshua, don't be afraid. Go at it. I am with you as I was with Moses, so I am with you. I, I just want that to be real in my life, that I, I want to follow God. Um, and success is not based upon what the world thinks. This success is based upon what God says and has for us to do and has to obey him. So we're looking at 2022 as a year of obedience as we begin the new year. But I wanted to move on real quickly. I I know I'm moving fast. We could could dwell on each one of these for the whole hour, but we're moving. But then the children of Israel, they fail. They, you know— uh, we could stop off with them dividing the nation and and you beginning there. But what I wanted to go is jump all the way to the place where uh, the northern kingdom, Israel, they they were destroyed, they were taken away. But the southern kingdom, Judah, the tribe of Judah and Benjamin, were taken captive into Babylon. They stayed there seventy years. But in the book of book of Ezra and Nehemiah, we find them coming back, Alex, as Jeremiah said they would, and they had a new beginning, and they were to rebuild the temple. What a task! Now Solomon's temple was so majestic beyond anything you could even begin to describe. But God gave them a task to go back to the land and build the temple. New beginnings usually have a new task with it, doesn't it? Very well said. Very well said. And that's why, you know, we want to stay uh, energized in Scripture. Um, I was at a pastor's conference, and uh, the guy that was the MC introducing the speakers, he said, and, and I hoped this was true, but he said, you know, welcome, everybody. We're so glad you're here. And we've got six or seven speakers, and each one is going to bring a fresh word from Scripture. And I thought, I hope it is. I hope it's not just, you know, and thank God for the message that riveted our heart 25 years ago. But, Bert, there's always a fresh word from God, isn't it? And we need to, you know, like the old saying goes, not just be a Christian 20 years, uh, one time 20 times, but, you know, something new every day. That's why we've got to invest 
And we've got to always, early will I seek him. You know, with, with my whole heart, I have sought God. Uh, my heart rejoices in his precepts. Don't we have to every day keep it nurtured and stoked and fresh? Every day. Not just uh, every once in a while, but every day. I wanted to read this. This is in the book of Ezra. I'm not going to read a lot, but this is really awesome. When you think about them having lived their lives there in, in captivity, and it says in Ezra chapter 1, verse 5, Then the heads of the fathers' houses of Judah and Benjamin, the priests and the Levites, with all those whose spirits God had moved. In other words, God had moved on them. They were ready to move out arose to go up and build the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. And you're just talking about getting encouragement. Guess what happened? King Cyrus, in verse 7, brings out the articles of the house of the temple, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken. And Cyrus, the king of Persia, brought them out by the hand of Merodath the treasure and counted them. This is the number, and he gives it the platters, the silver platters, the knives, the basins, all the articles he had preserved. Now, chapter 2 says this. Now, these are the people of the province who came back from the captivity, whom those who had been carried away from Neb- by Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and he had carried them away, and now they were to return. And then it lists all the names, 2,172, 372. Mm. All these people, they make their way back to Jerusalem to rebuild that which is torn down. Some of the new beginnings, Alex, is uh, you remember what it said in Nehemiah? They had to tear away the rubbish before they could start building anew. So Mm. sometimes you have to do that, don't you? Yeah, you really do. You really do. And, you know, you you can't get where God wants to take you if you won't let go of where you presently are. And that can be not only, I'm talking physical location, but it can be your emotional state. Um, we've got to be willing to grow. And, you know, Bert, this is not a great analogy, but um, I do a lot of flying, and I think a lot about, you know, travel. So you get a plane ticket, you go to the airport, you check in, then you go to what's called the gate area, and you wait. And some days you wait a long, long time. (laughs) But the object is not just to get that ticket and go to the airport. The object is to get on a plane and reach a destination. God has a destination for you. Be willing to trust him to fly to where he wants you to be. You're listening to Exploring the Word, Bert and Alex. And on this last day of 2021, we got one more segment and the best is yet to come. We've had all these new beginnings. We've got more. You just can't wait. Welcome back to Exploring the Word. Bert Harper, Alex McFarland, Devin Patrick running the board. We're so glad you're with us. And we're talking about the God does new things. We're embarking on a new year. Um, we just never know. This might be the year that we see Jesus. But, Bert, we rejoice. I think one of the great blessings of salvation, and I know this is true in my heart, is that every day, I mean, we can give ourselves permission 
to be at peace because we know God is in control. And, uh, hey, you know, I, I love studying on World War II, and it's fascinating. But there was a story of some American soldiers in Europe, and one of their uh, soldiers in their unit had been killed, and they saw a country church uh, there in the European countryside, and they knocked on the door, and they asked the, the vicar of the church, could they bury their soldier friend in the churchyard? And he said, well, no, the churchyard, the the graveyard is just for church members, and so, no, you can't. So they buried this man outside the fence, and they had to go on to a maneuver. But the, the pastor felt bad about it. In fact, he had a few sleepless nights, and so uh, there was a knock on the door, and the soldiers had come back. They said, uh, we want to show the others the grave of our fellow soldier, and we can't find the grave. And we buried him outside the graveyard, but we can't find it in the pastor said no look he's in the graveyard he said i moved the fence and he's in and he felt bad that he had declined at first but he said listen i regretted you i regretted telling you no so yesterday i got up and i moved the fence see that's what the lord does if i can say that god helps us overcome challenges and isaiah 43 18 he says see i'm doing a new thing and maybe you feel like you're outside of god's will if you'll pray, God will move the fence and bring you back on in. Amen. You, you say, you know, I've, I've wasted the past. Well, God will give you twice the fruit in the present and future. I really believe that, Bert. Our God is the God. I can prove to you that he can fix whatever mistakes you've made with time. Look, he created time. The, the movement of the solar system, uh, the Greek word is chronos, from which we get chronology. That's why Joel 2.25 says he restores the years the locust has eaten. And so as we begin this new year, give God your time and entrust him with past mistakes. And your future can be two to three times or however many is, is profitable and fruitful because God is bigger than time. He, he's the Lord of the universe. He's the one who created time. And so he'll open up his fence and allow you in if you'll let him. And, and a lot of times what you do, your past is, is horrible, uh, admittedly, difficult, bad choices. But don't live your life looking in the rearview mirror. Mm. If you live your life looking in the rearview mirror, you're going to wreck uh, wow. you're, going, you're going to miss that curve. And some rearview mirrors are so big, and you've made it so big, you can't even see out the windshield in the front. Uh, Bert, are, are you saying God is about the windshield, not the rearview mirror? He is. And, and that's what we're saying today. All of us, man, listen, if, it were, if we were only guarded and judged by our mistakes, none of us would do anything and of any great. But God is able to forgive. He's able to move and able to operate in our lives. And we're praying that he would do that in your life in 2022. I'm going to repeat what God said to Joshua, be strong and courageous and, and go forward. And in chapter three of that book, it says we've, they've never been that way before. Uh, and we've never been in 2022 before, but God is a God 
over time, time doesn't mean that to God. So God holds the the time and the calendars in his hands so you can trust him. But we're talking about new beginnings, and we just can't ignore this. We just got through with Christmas. But I want to tell you, Jesus being born, Luke chapter 2, just let me share that. Uh, And I'm going to skip all the way down after they got to Bethlehem, Mary and Joseph. And it says, so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped it in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there is no room for them in the inn. You know that song that says a baby changes everything? This mm, baby yes. changed everything, Alex. <laughs> well, that that is a fact. I mean, he is the center point of history. The baby changes everything. And listen, uh, there, there's a, a thing in logic called the law of composition that the parts make up the whole. And when we talk about history in general, you know, 6,000 years of human history, well, friend, you are a part of history because here you are, you live. And Jesus is the Lord of history, but the question is, is he the Lord, is he the focal point of your story? Isn't that something? Bert, we talk about end times. The theological word is eschatology, the eschatos. And there is general eschatology. What is God going to do with the world? But there's personal eschatology. What is God going to do with me? And the way to get it all sorted out, the sins are forgiven, the present is purposeful, the future is secure. It's in Jesus. And like you said, a baby changes everything. I've got to believe some people are listening right now, and they know they need change. You, you want change. You say, I just wish I could start fresh. Uh, you can. <laughs> you can start fresh. Imagine a, a clean slate, a blank sheet of paper, a brand new start beginning today. Friend, that is as close by as a prayer if you'll turn to the loving Lord Jesus. Jesus came unto his own, and his own received him not. But to those who trusted him... He gave them right, the right to be called the very sons of God. Has that happened to you in your life? Has there been a time in your life where Jesus Christ, I'm going to use this word, invaded your life? Listen, man, he comes in on an invitation. But when he comes in, he comes in in his entirety. He is not peace meal, a little bit here, a little bit there. But after he comes in, he comes in as he is Lord of Lords, King of Kings, and you walk with him. And as you walk, you'll find areas of your life. Oh, man, I need you there, God. Now, he's already in the land. It's sort of like that it says in Joshua. He's already given it to us, Alex. Now, but we discover new areas of our life. I remember, as I've shared many times, I saved as a 12-year-old boy. I didn't drive a car then, but I got, as 15 and 16 came along, I got my driver's license okay, am I going to let the Lord be Lord of of my driving? Uh, Not long after that, I started dating. Am I going to let the Lord be Lord of my dating? I'd worked on a farm, but after I graduated, I got a farm. I got a job in a factory. Am I going to let the Lord be Lord of my job and my finances? Mm. Each step of the way, the Lordship of Jesus Christ comes into your life. And so like 2022, 
He's coming up. Is he going to be Lord of your life in 22? He is Lord. Would you just proclaim him, Lord? Let him have his right to lead because he's earned that right when he died on the cross, when he sent his Holy Spirit into your life. You've been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your bodies. Let him lead in 2022. Alex, another new beginning is in the book of Acts. At the day of Pentecost, it says, Now the day, now when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, mm-hmm. and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then there appeared divided tongues of fire, one set on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. The birth of the church, a whole new beginning. This is kind of the mystery that was talked about in the Old Testament, wasn't it? Well, yes. And that, you know, that would be, uh, I do a new thing. I take out your heart of stone. I give you a heart of flesh. And I'll put my spirit on all people. The Bible also says in the last days, spirit on all flesh and young and old alike would have the hand of God upon them. But, you know, Bert, the uh, Pentecost and the coming of the Holy Spirit and the birth of the church and the Spirit of the Lord working in the church even now, the Spirit of the Lord bringing people under conviction, drawing them to Jesus. These are parts of what makes Christianity so unique. I mean, you know, there are basically there are false religions, no religion and self-help programs. You know, there, there are a lot of religious systems, but they can't give you salvation. And then there are people that deny God, atheists, just secularism. Certainly there's no hope in that. But then there are, in a way, things that amount to self-help programs, uh, try to do better. And But look, only Christianity, we have an empty tomb, a risen Savior. We have the Holy Spirit of God, the third member of the Trinity, God the Spirit that came, that is at work right now. Um, you hearing this message is something orchestrated by the Holy Spirit. Bert, uh, the more you think about it, I mean, there's just so many things that make Christianity unique. And here's the other thing, and I'll throw back to you. Also, Christianity is personal. And these great workings of God in the world come with an invitation for you to be a participant. Isn't that something? That I mean, life has meaning. I can't promise you're always going to drive a brand new car. I can't promise you're going to achieve that bucket list of things that the world falsely says are going to fulfill you, and they wouldn't. Look, I've met people that have had their bucket list fulfilled three times over, and they reach out and they say, I'm empty. What more do I need? What you need is Jesus. What you need is Jesus. Amen. Alex, you said it, and I make sure I try to write it down. Christianity through Christ is the the only thing, not self-help, not other religion, tells us about our origin, tells us about our destiny, and tell, and gives us purpose. He does that, doesn't he? He really does. He really does. And uh, <laughs> we quote a lot of songs here, but that old song, Jesus is right for whatever's wrong with your life, <laughs> just give him a chance, and Jesus will prove that every promise he made is true. Jesus is right for whatever's wrong with your life. It's a new year, and look, every day is the right day to walk with Christ. But do this right now. It doesn't matter whatever is past, the good, the bad, indifferent. Right now, say, Lord Jesus, I want you in my life. Lord, I, I, I give my life to you. 
sit on the throne as my king and my forgiver and my leader. And Jesus will will meet you right where you are. We often say this. He's as close by as a prayer. And what better time? Because look, just think, there's going to be a day that the world flips the calendar for the last time. Might be 21 to 2022. This might be the year. This might be the day that Christ returns. But what we don't, we don't know the time, but we know how to be ready, don't we? We do. What we're doing uh, on this last day of 2021, we're looking at, at how God has new, started new starts, you know, uh, creation uh, after the flood, Abraham's call, Joshua and the children of Israel coming into the promised land. After they'd been in captivity for 70 years, they came back to Jerusalem. The birth of Jesus set everything different, and then Pentecost when the church was birthed. But this brings us over to the book of Revelation, chapter 21. Here it is, Alex. It says, John writes, and he says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw Mm. the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be with them and their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. That's going to be be a great day. Amen. No more death, sorrow, crying. The former things have passed. Alex, it says in verse 5, Behold, I make all things new. The gr- Listen, creation, this sounds like a new creation of the earth and the earth, but we're going to be able to occupy it, aren't we? Well, absolutely. And, you know, it, it just reminds me, as much as we love life, we appreciate accomplishments. I mean, there's a lot about this rich tapestry, this pageant called history. There's a lot to have an interest in, but it's all going to go away, and he's going to make all things brand new. And, uh, you know, Bert, I pity those who think that this is the main course. Let's, for the analogy of a meal, history at best was just uh, an appetizer. The main entree is coming, eternity. <laughs> it's going to be, Hey, don't miss the meal because you were eating the crackers of the appetizer. Uh let Jesus in your life and let eternity shape the decisions you make. Again, 2021 is passing. It really has been some kind of year. Uh, it's, it's been a year that many people have looked like and said, man, I'd like to ignore it. There's been a lot of deaths. Uh, there, there's been a lot of difficulties. But at the same time, I can share with you there's been blessing beyond measure. And we're looking at a new year, 2022, and we've gone through the scriptures to let you see how God does that. And one last thing as we close out, the seasons declare that. You know, as we come the last part of the year, it's winter time. But that also means spring is ahead, summer's ahead. So, Alex, we've got a lot to look forward to as well, don't we? Well, I think so. I think so. We have every reason to be, uh, you know, I hesitate to use the word optimistic because oftentimes that, you know, blind optimism. But I'm going to say realistic. And the real truth is Christ is on the throne and we are his children. 
Alex and I want to wish you a happy, happy new year. Uh, We pray that it would be safe for you, but also I pray that it would be adventurous, that launch out into the deep and, and, and do those things God would have you to do. And we thank you for listening to American Family Radio, and we especially thank you for listening to Exploring the Word. And so, Alex, we want them to tell others about this program, don't we? We do. You know, thank you for listening. Thank you for the years of support. Tell somebody about the American Family Radio Network and Explore the Word. Most of all, this day and every day, tell someone about Jesus. Jesus.